Uh, are you a fan of the band Ice Nine Kills? What about the horror movies that inspire them? Well, if you are, welcome to... God damn it. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to try. Take two. Yeah, go ahead. Feel free. Take as are many takes as you need. Are you a fan of the band need. Ice... <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. But not when I'm talking. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm good. <laughs> oh, this is... Okay. Okay. Are you a fan of the band Ice Nine Kills? What about the horror movies that inspire them? Well, if you are, you're in the right place. Welcome to Silver Screams and Horror Scenes, the show where we take a look at the Silver Scream albums and the horror movies behind them. Uh, as always, I'm Matt. I'm Austin. And welcome to the show. Um, I am your resident Ice Nine Kills fanboy, and Austin is your resident horror fanboy. Indeed. Uh, and together, we're going to find out what what is the best Ice Nine Kills song on these albums. The best horror movie that inspired them, and the best album or the best song that did both. Hell yeah! Uh, how's it going, Austin? Uh, doing really good, really good, really good. Like, like the best. Well, okay. Really good? No. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good? Yeah. Okay, that's that's doable. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> So we're going to be taking a look at track three on the album here. <laughs> You're like, if it's not, nope. <laughs> All right. As I was saying, uh, we're going to take a look at the third track here on the album since we already covered the first two. Uh, but before we get into that, Austin, I have a quick little horror question for you. Sure. Shoot. What slasher do you think you'd have the best chance against? Um, Friday the 13th part two, Jason Voorhees from that one. Yeah. The Jason Voorhees that's in Friday the 13th part two is the dumbest Jason Voorhees. So you you think you'd be fine? It kind of took me a second. I'm like, who is the dumbest? What's that? You think you'd be fine? Oh yeah. (laughs) Um, of course, a lot of people know Jason Voorhees as like the later Jason Voorhees where he's just this unstoppable thing. But he, if you watch the second one, the dude falls over more than the girl in the movie. It, uh, but then again, I think about, I think about the um, the fact that like by the end of it, he pretty much is this monster. So maybe my runner-up answer is the dentist. The dentist? Yeah, yeah. There's there's a horror movie called The Dentist. Okay. Just don't go to the dentist and you'll be all right. I mean, yeah. <laughs> no, that I I, I would have been fine. It was one of those, like, I, as I was answering it, I was like, you know, maybe that would be. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I, I realized I was like, well, maybe, you know, maybe that's a bad idea. And then I'm like, oh, wait, there is a dentist. <laughs> OK, I'm going to tell you right now. OK, that is not one of the movies covered <laughs> by these albums. Uh, what the fuck is the dentist? Can you explain this movie to me? So apparently there was this dumbass movie called The Dentist, and there's even a sequel, mind you, um, which I actually didn't even know about until uh, I, there was this weird, obs- like just weird DVD that was popular in the early 2000s called Boogeyman, and all the movie I don't even understand what the the movie was. It it showed like five minute clips of horror films and like who the slasher was in that movie and I remember there being one called the dentist and I was like this movie can't be real and I would go to my local video store and sure enough it was real and it had a sequel to it and it's not terrible but it is did you watch them I've watched the first one and I don't remember much of the second one but I know it takes place immediately after the first one and it's just a dude it's just a dude that like his okay. wife cheats on him so he like gets back at the guy that cheated on her with and uh, he fucks people's teeth up and I think he kills them 
I don't remember, but it's like, yeah, just don't go to the dentist, kid. <laughs> you just, I think I have a chance, especially now. Yeah. I don't have a PhD, but I also don't have a drill in my mouth. So if there's anything you're going to take away from this episode, don't go to the dentist. Yeah. Just don't go. You don't got metal. You don't got dental insurance. Don't worry yeah. about it. <laughs> like, yeah, if you ever need a bad, good horror movie to watch, it's an interesting one. I, I might have to check it out at some point, but I probably won't. I won't <laughs> be offended. But a movie I will be checking out is whatever movie this next song that we're going to listen to is based Ooh. off of. Um. So, yeah, like I said, this is the third track in the album, Welcome to Horrorwood by Ice Nine Kills. And the title of this track is A Rash Decision. Decision. I can't talk. So, hmm. just based off of the title, A Rash Decision, what movie do you think this could be based off of? Well, there's only one movie I can think of at the moment that's a horror movie and involves a rash, and that would kind of be Cabin Fever. Okay. All right. Is it Cabin Fever? All right. So what we're going to do is we're going to listen to A Rash Decision, and we're going to find out if you were right or not. Uh All right. So we're going to check that out right now, and we'll be right back. Oh, oh. Welcome back. We just got done listening to a rash decision by Ice Nine Kills. Uh, and Austin, do you think you got it correctly? Yes, we did. Yes, you did. First try. Got it right off the bat. Heck yeah. Proud of you. Um, thank, <laughs> thank you. Um, do I get a cookie or any, any prize? Uh, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll mail you a cookie. Okay. I hope I don't get a rash. That would that would actually suck. Okay. It's like every time that I get it right, it's like the like something of the song. I'm like, son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. Oh damn. Got eczema. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you did get it right. Um what what were your thoughts on the song? So my thoughts on the song, um, Going by the, you know, maybe I'll just go by the lyrics at first and just go into the music. Because uh, lyrically, I did notice, like, yeah. fever in the air. And I was like, okay. And um, I did, one of the lyrics was soulmate soul fading quickly or something like that. So I'm like, oh, okay, this is this is more of uh, the love story of Inside Cabin Fever. And then I thought about it. And I was like, oh, yeah, the one dude that was in Boys Meets World is in that movie. And there's a scene. Um, ooh, yes. Okay, so I was actually going to ask. Oh, yeah, if, don't don't spoil it for me. Okay, okay. But there is a thing where I think he has to kill his girlfriend or something. Oh, okay. So I think that's a lot where the lyrics and the story kind of go into, right? Because, um, but yeah, that's that's where I'm going to leave it at that. So I do love that it's like a horror love story, like. Uh, kind of kind of dwindles into that um you know having to if you had to you know kill because i think that's what the bang bang is insinuating is like shooting okay uh, a loved right. one um or just being sick together and you just see yourself slowly fade into a sickness and then accept your fate of dying with them so it's it's pretty dark but it's like somewhat romantic at okay. the same time oh yeah um musically the main riff was pretty good yeah, I was going to say, we are starting off with a movie that I have not seen. Uh, I know three things about this movie, and that is, it's an Eli Roth movie. Okay. Uh, it is it is about a virus of some kind, I'm guessing, at a cabin. Oh, yeah. I... And uh, Ryder Strong from Boy Meets World is in the cast. <laughs> Those are the yeah. only three things I know. <laughs> that was something I had forgotten about until I had watched... Uh... I think Bravo Network used to come out with a hundred scariest movies, and then they came out with like a thirty thirty scariest movies, and it was on there. And they had mentioned about him being on there, and I was like, "Oh yeah, right. 
I, I feel like this is the only thing he's done besides Boy Meets World. Probably. I mean, it I could was be around, wrong on that. It, no, I mean, I can't. I can't tell you what else he's been. But it's like it's funny when you get actors that are into something really big, and th- so they step into you know, especially TV show actors. You see them step into movies, right? And then, sorry, <laughs> and you see them step into movies. And then they don't do, and then it doesn't go anywhere. But then you see this time capsule of like, oh yeah, that's when you were big, <laughs> right? It's like seeing Drake, jo- uh, Josh, um, Peck in like a lot of movies during the late two thousand. Oh yeah, and you're just like, oh yeah, you're not, you're not in movies anymore. <laughs> just is like, is Ryder Strong the Josh Peck of the mid nineties? Possibly. That's that's a good <laughs> question. Um. That is the real question of the day. <laughs> That's the real thing we're going to find out today. All um, right, we'll we'll get Josh yeah. back on the show and get his. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll call him. We'll up. find out <laughs> if they're a big Einstein kills fan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out he's the biggest fan. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. So just like with the last episode, I do have my uh, top three favorite moments here of the song. Um. So my first favorite moment is at 34 seconds where it goes like uh this 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 is a fever. I don't know. That it just gets me hype. Yeah, um, yeah. There's another part at a minute 40 where during the second verse, I think, it like it slows down to halftime and it's almost like a breakdown, but it's not It just goes hard for a couple seconds. Yeah. And I love it. And then uh, my favorite thing about this song is towards the end from 211 to 241 where the uh, the choir comes in. I was going to say, I know you had mentioned the choir being in the last song, and when I had heard it in this song, I was like, I do like that. It was very, like, fitting. Um, yeah, is, like, it was almost like a, I don't even know, like a classical, like, chant. Like, yeah, it was, and that's the crazy. part where it really adds to that element of horror, because it's like, you know... you. The the horror cliche is like you know an organ, an old organ playing, and uh, right. and somehow a choir is fitting into that category somehow of like ancient you know horrifying oh. uh, maybe even the satanic route too just for that reason. But who knows? It just somehow fits you know with the theme, and and of course it's like well yeah it's music, <laughs> of course it's gonna go well with the song <laughs> right um but i did um i that was one thing i was going to mention and yeah the main riff to me is what i really enjoyed at the beginning of the song um it, it just it just had a heavy you know thumping it's probably the same part you were talking about too where just the beginning of it just really gets you going yeah right i will say this is one of the songs that sort of had to grow on me yeah there's one thing that i thought was kind of unsettling not unsettling, but unexpected. We were talking about moments that just happened loudly. Um, kind of unexpected. The kill part seemed kind of off-putting to me at times. Where, um... Yes. I, it I, would, I honestly, I really dig it. Like, the, the pause before the word kill. Yeah. I don't know. I I, I really enjoy um, it. It was weird to me, but like you said, maybe... I've had some songs, too, where I... I've had songs where I've never liked it for the first time. And then I noticed the more I listen to it, it really grows on me. Um, not saying I don't hate, not saying I hate the song or anything, but there, right. there have been moments like that where it was off putting at first. And then it's like, that's the part of the song I look forward to. 
So I wonder if that's how that's, this is going to be with me. Because it, it sticks out, you know? It doesn't, it doesn't blend in with the rest of the other song. On that, there is one song on this album that took a long time to grow on me. Like, when I first heard it, I was like, mm-hmm. this is not my thing. Right. And, uh, we'll, we'll get there eventually and talk about I've... it. Just putting that out there. There's one song on here I did not enjoy, like, at all at first. Have there been any songs that are popular like that to you? Where people are like, this is a great song. And you're just like, it's okay. But then after time, you're just like, yeah, this is a great song. Um, yeah, I mean, kind of. I don't know. I feel like I don't I don't really go out of my way to listen to a song again if I don't enjoy it. Unless it's by a band mm. I really enjoy, like these guys. Right. Right. No, I get that. Yeah, definitely. Especially when people say, oh, this is the worst album. And then sometimes you have to listen to it to be like, why is it the worst? <laughs> sometimes you just got to do that. <laughs> but all right. So, yeah, as we figured out, this song is about the movie Cabin Fever. And so what we're going to do is we're going to go to a little break here in a minute. And me and you are going to watch Cabin Fever. Uh, do Do you own this movie? I know you own a lot of horror movies. Um, I actually don't. Um, I know I've seen the sequel to it, and I think there's even a third one that I was thinking about watching recently, but no, I actually do not have this, uh, the first one at least, because I think there's even a remake of it. Yeah, I think there is. Yeah, I, I'm, with these movies, there's gonna tend to be remakes, and I think we should just stick with the original. Oh, yeah, definitely. There's not, you know listening for me there's not a whole lot of great remakes as many of them as there are the mid-2000s and late 2000s went through this crazy phase of making remakes of every horror movie imaginable and i know i had listed a remake as my favorite top five but there's not a whole lot out there that are great (laughs) like a one in ten chance of it being decent Right. There is a franchise we're going to come to where I think the remake is great, but we'll get to that at some point. Ooh, I'm um, curious. But yeah, so, well, you, you'll you have to stay tuned, Austin. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I'll think I'll set it right, out. We'll, you're busy. We'll you got see. stuff going we'll on. See. We'll see. <laughs> I'm listening to a lot of podcasts <laughs> at the moment. Yeah, yeah, that, that's fair. I get it. But <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> we're going to go to a little break here and we're each going to watch cabin fever and come back together and get my first thoughts on it and get your thoughts on hopefully. it and go from there. And hopefully we don't come back with rashes. Hopefully we come back. Hopefully we come back clean. I mean, I've already got rashes. I hope they go away. Uh, <laughs> we'll find out. All right. We'll find out after this. So, Check out Cabin Fever with us if you want, (laughs) and we'll be right back to talk about it. Welcome back to Silver Screams and Horror Scenes. Uh, Austin and I just got done watching Cabin Fever. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. Uh, this was my very first time ever seeing this. Oh, yeah, that's right. I keep forgetting Like that's the whole aspect is that you haven't watched this. I have not seen this movie ever in my life. Um, you want to know how long uh, was the first time I've seen this movie? Yes. When it came out. Oh, I, like, I, yeah. Like, I remember my two. <laughs> mm-hmm, we were like five or six, <laughs> right? I remember my mom renting it, and um, I really don't remember much of the movie, but I definitely do remember the ending. Um, when I was a kid, I was like, "What? What? Oh my god!" <laughs> like that. That definitely uh, type energy, right? But, so, this is yeah. the first time you've seen this since then, though. Yes, and I'm glad we did because I almost was going to be like, no, I've because I've seen more stuff about it and like what people talked about and stuff that it's kind of refreshed my memory. But you know, so I came in thinking like, oh yeah, of course I'm gonna I kind of have this movie memorized. And then when I rewatched it, there were still bits here and there that I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. 
And uh, I'm definitely glad I did rewatch it. It was it was way more fun. It made me realize how fun the movie actually is. Yeah, I enjoyed it a lot, honestly. <laughs> like, I did not expect to yeah. like it as much as I did. Hell yeah. Um, and there's definitely a lot of things I do love about it, too, uh, that I didn't realize, you know, my first time uh, watching it. Um, because, uh, the first thing was, I think, because of course this movie is more like about the disease and everything, but then what I realized rewatching it is that it's actually kind of less about the disease, like killing people. And it's more about everybody else killing each other. Yeah. I realized, uh, after finishing the movie, nobody died from the disease. Yes. Okay. I'm glad you like, there's only one person that does and It's like the dog in the beginning of the movie. But yeah, yeah. Which, Other oh than my that, god! Oh. Yeah, like, dude. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no, go ahead. I didn't know. I was. <laughs> go ahead. I was just gonna say the fucking the hermit dude when he comes up on his dead dog, and he's like, "Hey, bud, you okay?" And it's just like a fucking taxidermy dog. Clearly, like, <laughs> dude. Blood all over its stomach. <laughs> It's like, hey boy. The first like <laughs> scene of the movie, the first shot of the movie, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. And it's like, dude, I I'm pretty sure no dog is just casually laying like that in the sun. <laughs> like, like at first I'm like, oh, this guy's crazy. And then I'm like, oh no, he's dumb. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, oh my god. Sorry, I just No, you're fine. That just but, reminded uh, me of how fucking ridiculous I found that. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, and that's my favorite thing is that, uh, the plague is more of like a plot element that it really doesn't do anything, but add suspense to these characters. And the movie kind of like takes you aside and it shows you some information that it's kind of like a little secret between the director and you. And then it, it goes over and it doesn't tell the characters. So when you watch these characters just do an everyday scene, it means nothing. But since that director gave you that little bit of information that there's like that disease in the water, that's what builds like a lot of the suspense in the movie that I really love. Yeah. I kind of, I kind of liked how there was no like, uh, there's no like supernatural being, there's no killer. Well, I mean, there's killers, but we'll we'll get back to that. (laughs) Yeah. I thought it was really creepy that it was like, it never explains how it started or like, it just leaves off in like a yeah. bad taste in your mouth. Like, oh man, like this is just the start of it. This wasn't like halfway through. This is like the whole start. Like, regardless of these guys' decision or not, it was making its way. Well, I mean, I, I feel like that kind of made it a little bit freakier that there's no like, you can't be like, oh, ghosts aren't real or oh, like. But, but like a disease, yeah, that's totally fucking possible. Yeah. I mean, clearly after, especially it hits different now post-COVID. It uh, really does. (laughs) See, that's the thing that made me realize how long ago that I've seen this movie. Like, I thought I had it fresh in my mind. But when I rewatched it, I was like, you know, it's been some time. Like, this movie's a little dated. Um, Not just, like, the sickness quarantine part, but, like, uh, a lot of the humor in it, too. Because, like, there's definitely some... There's definitely some terms that were used in the movie that I'm like, oh, that wouldn't fly today. And then it made me realize, oh, this was a while ago. This is like that early 2000s humor and like uh, 90s humor, you know? Yeah. But even then, you just have them like casually dropping the N word, which I I might delete this part yeah, if this doesn't come off right. But uh, <laughs> so. You know, they have, like, the old man who says, like, that gun's for N-words, you know? But then, <laughs> the payoff with yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for sure. The fucking payoff with that. Is that the end? Oh, my God. That, like, I watched this last night, and it made me <laughs> laugh harder than I've laughed at a movie in a minute. <laughs> when he's just... <laughs> and that's what I love, is that the movie has so much... The movie has so much fun, because it's almost not only, like, the most suspenseful movie... But it's also the fucking funniest movie I watched in a minute. Cause like it, it is really funny. It's and that's that's what makes that's what like makes me say that the movie is fun because it's like it knows when to be funny and it knows when to be scary and like there's no awkward crossover in between it. And uh 
Yeah, like because <laughs> I remember that happening where he does give the gun uh, to the black people that show up, and I was like, I thought it was happened much. Like I thought it happened immediately after they left, and then I was like, does it happen at the end of the movie? And I was like, I was like, I can't imagine what it's like watching this for the first time. Going the whole movie oh, thinking yeah, they're I'd racist. I totally forgotten yeah, about it. And that's what I like that the movie kind of pulls the rug from under you because it kind of sets up these country people to be like, you know, kind of weird and bad guys, but almost everything they do has a reason. Uh, like they don't like the, the teenagers or like the college kids, like they kill one of their people. Of course they have every right to fucking shoot them and be suspicious on what they're doing. But, um, like that. And it's like, Oh yeah, they're not racist. They're just like, the guy was right. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> dude, and yeah, okay, it's I, just... I gotta say the other payoff with that, the end credits scene where it's just them playing the banjos with all the black guys around them. <laughs> like, yeah, I forgot about that too. They're they're just friends. You know what's another? What's a line that makes me laugh so hard in that movie? If you want to talk about the the Burt character, is like my favorite character in the whole movie. Yeah, um, he was he that dude is what I if I was a movie character that would be me. I wouldn't say like as much freaking out, but like the like during the horror part of it, but like just him in general, just that just is always having fun making jokes when he like just the stupidest little moments he has just kills me. Like, okay. Like, what is the line though? Because I have a line from him that I think was my favorite line from the movie too. Okay. I, know, I know, I know line. it seems, I know it seems inappropriate, but he gets asked, why does he want to shoot squirrels? And he says, yes. because they're gay as he drinks, as he because swings a bottle gay? of beer and it's <laughs> not, and, but, one, I laugh at it outside of the fact that that shouldn't be funny anymore, using the term gay as, like, derogatory. But, no, like, but just imagining a gay squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a dumb reason for one. Like, that's that's part of why it's funny. It's like, just it just a dumb reason guard. to I, shoot squirrels. I expected him to be like, because I want to kill something. But no, because they're gay. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Like, he has somewhat of a hatred towards it. Yeah. But then my other thing was, I was trying to imagine, just just imagine, like, without being offended, just objectively, a squirrel (laughs) in the middle of the woods that's gay. Just totally out of its element. It's a diva squirrel. And it's, like, the most flamboyant squirrel. Like, that's just objectively funny. Dude, there's millions it's, and it's, millions of squirrels <laughs> out there. I'm sure at least one of them's gay. <laughs> it's like, probably. But there's also another scene, like, I think it was before that, like, one of the couples is having sex, and they just look up at the window, and he's just there with a pair <laughs> of binoculars. <laughs> and he doesn't say anything. He just laughs. It's so fucking <laughs> dumb, but I, it just caught me off guard. So, like, I don't know. I, I, um, I, his character was like the funniest, but I also I didn't really like any of the characters. Like I think, I think they yeah, all kind of um, came off bad. But I don't know. It worked. Yeah, and and that's the thing is that you they follow the story like they're the protagonist, but in reality, yeah, like what you said is exactly right. I think everybody was their own asshole in some way. Um, you had the one guy that was selfish. Uh, you had the one Bert guy that was completely destructible and chaotic. Sean from Boy Meets World is just ridiculously horny the whole movie. <laughs> yeah, and like that's he's he's got that energy of like crying about being friend zoned. He's got that kind of energy with him, like the self self centered kind of a little bit. And yeah. uh, but then the one guy that ends up surviving the longest, um, I don't remember his name, Jeff. But uh, is that his? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. When, like, even, I, his point is understandable when he goes to hide in the woods and he's like, I don't want anybody to get sick. Like, there's definitely, like, a huge selfish on this story, on his part, too. But it's like, wow, maybe it's not the country people that's the bad people. Maybe it's just everybody that's bad people. Pretty much it is everybody, because, I mean, like, to be fair, the protagonists kill a guy. Yeah. 
Yeah, and like everybody had their part on killing the hermit. Like they straight up murdered the homeless. Dude. Everybody had their share of between stabbing they him. Literally murdered. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like that's where I like where the movie is not just about the plague. Because I, I I think the the title's so clever. Like, okay, there's ca- cabin fever. There is a cabin. Okay, fever. There is a disease. And then they end up getting trapped in this cabin during the situation that they're in. And they get cabin fever. And they are the people that are actually doing the killing and fighting just random strangers. It's like, wow. Like you said, like they don't even get killed by the disease. Um, I mean, most of them suffer, but they end up getting killed. Like getting ate by the dog and fucking shoveled in the face. Like it's pretty, it's pretty, it's pretty crazy. On the subject of the shovel to the face, why? They had a gun. You know, I saw that in the remake, he ends up trying to shoot her, too. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I did watch that remake video you sent me, of the comparisons. But in in the original, he's not out of ammo. Yeah, I don't later know. On the dog. <laughs> it's just... But yeah, he's just like, shovel time! Do you think that was, like, his inner anger, just taking the shit out? Like, why didn't we just fuck? Just his his incel coming out. Yeah, it's pretty 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 much. And he was, she's like, "Why don't you just shoot me?" And he's like, "Nope." Oh wow, my cat is very angry at me. <laughs> Your cat has a lot to say about. Yeah, this she was. You weren't allowed to watch it. It was past your bedtime. <laughs> <laughs> she's going to bed now. But uh, yeah, there was a lot. I. <laughs> There's a lot of ridiculous moments. Uh, there was a lot of good scares, a lot of, oh, fuck, you know, like, fuck that moment, kind of, you know what I mean? Yeah, I didn't really, I don't remember any, like, jump scares or anything like that, which is fine, you know, I'm yeah, I'm not one of those oh, people sure. that's like, that's the only thing that's scary, you know? Right, right. If anything, I try, uh, what, what really sticks more than a jump scare is, like, a mental thought from a movie afterwards. Yeah. Um. And there's like there's that scene where we're just Sean, right? From I never watched Boys Meets Worlds growing up. You've never seen but we're Boys just gonna Meets go World? by him, right? Nah, that wasn't my jam. Okay, that's okay. <laughs> oh, it, it was more of a it's more of it's more of a Steve Harvey show kind of guy. <laughs> But uh, it's like completely, it's, it's like that answered so many questions you had about me. <laughs> it really did. <laughs> but when, uh, when he, for whatever fucking reason, decides to poke the body in the, in the lake. Yes. Whatever reason he decides to do that. I don't know. But the moment he fucking falls and you go, oh no, like it's game over. You know, there's like so many, yeah. like that is my, that is a nightmare scenario. And and then like there's a moment where he almost is out and then he falls back again and it's just like salt to the wound basically at that point. And uh there's just great moments like that. Why did he have to poke him? I don't know. Just to find out you know, who he is. A, you used to get burnt body. Yeah. You're like, I wonder if that's the guy that we burnt, or if that's a different yeah. burnt guy. <laughs> you know, they say there's a lot of burning people in these woods. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah, I don't know. It's that's like a fucking dumb decision. But uh, there's just, there's many, like, horrifying moments like that that happen, but just the same thing as for comedy moments that happen. Like, dude, I just, yeah, like, nothing was so off-putting than the kid just biting people and just yelling pancakes. I, um... What the fuck was up with that? (laughs) I think that was just an attempt to be funny, and it just was so off-putting to me. Like, it's not funny, and it was, like, a failed attempt. Yeah, I do not understand the pancake. I think it was just a line that was random. It definitely has that mid-2000s YouTube random feel to it, of just yelling pancakes. And it just... And then the kid fucking doing the karate after. Though. That's where we rolled it back in. We go, okay, this makes oh, sense. Oh, it really did. So, uh, did you notice the pancakes kid, Dennis? I think it was his name, in in the hospital at the end of the movie when uh, Sean gets rushed in. That was him. That was in the hospital. Yeah, he is on like he's on one of the beds, and he's in the room where uh, 
when he's getting pushed down the hallway, he looks over and there's like yeah. a guy in a rabbit costume. I know a lot. He's feeding Dennis pancakes. Oh shit! I didn't even notice that because I... he's feeding pancakes. Because I, pancake I, I God damn, that's really depressing. I don't understand. But it, that's though. sad because the kid's like on his deathbed, and they're like, "We'll get the we'll get the rabbit to feed him his favorite like his favorite breakfast." When the kids, oh my god, maybe that's what that's that's what that is. Because oh like I always because he looks like what the fuck. And I always thought it was as like he was hallucinating and seeing a rabbit. Yeah. I didn't notice it was the kid. So that's probably what it is. He probably went to the hospital too and was dying. That's dark. God, God damn, that's dark as shit. <laughs> yeah. That Sorry, whole I, didn't, I didn't mean like, to cut you off. <laughs> no, you're fine. I, I'm glad you mentioned something about that. Yeah, there's so many great. There's one thing I do want to talk about. Um, Bert. Yes. It, his actor and then... Okay, we might as well open up this. What did you think about Winston, the uh, the sheriff? Oh my god, detective or not the sheriff, the deputy Winston or deputy Winston? Uh, what the fuck, dude? Dude, <laughs> he, he. I think he's like the pre description of Dwight Schrute before there was Dwight Schrute. <laughs> Dwight like, Schrute in his college I th- days. Well, no, like, that type of person. You know what I mean? Like, the type of person that Dwight, like, uh, resembles. Well, I, I mean, like, the earlier seasons um, that he kind of, like, resembles. I think that's what he kind of does. Like, the the geeky country kid that kind of, like, uh, has, like, I don't know. Just has, like, that awkward, that social awkwardness. Um but it's just like when he there's just so many goofy moments of like him fucking yeah. being on the bicycle and running away. I was like, oh my god. And Dude, that uh, the fact that he gets Oh, you know what scene that really I think this I think the thing that made me laugh just as hard as the um squirrels being gay line was when when uh when the party gets crashed at the end of it and the guy chokes on the harmonica and the shot yeah the shot i i don't even remember this but the shot of the of him falling <laughs> is so well timed and he just you hear a gasp of harmonica and i lost my shit i've i've been trying to remember what scene it was that made me actually laugh out loud because one of them yeah. did, and it was yeah that. because it's it like a harmonica dude because that's what i mean is that like your mindset is that this is a horror movie because like he because he had showed up threw up on everybody beat the shit out of winston like took the car and left and so the scene ends with the shot of just him suffering and then just the guy is like oh yeah dude is choking on a fucking harmonica and he falls down he's like <laughs> <laughs> like, it was like so it just was like oh yeah there's funny parts of this movie dude i gotta point out another scene that made me laugh that i don't even think was intentionally supposed to be funny but um there's a part where uh his name's paul in the movie but sean Ryder strong whatever you want to yeah, call yeah, him. yeah he's uh he's trying to find help and he's running through the woods with his bat you know yeah and he stops and he hears a noise and he just goes Ah, ah! <laughs> and like, I don't, I don't know why, but it just caught me off. Wait, I, me I must have totally missed that. Was that before he sees the one lady naked in the? Uh, it's, it's while he's going there. It's right, right before that scene. He's running through, and he like hears like <laughs> fucking leaves. Just, ah! <laughs> like, I thought to rewatch that. That sounds amazing. Oh, it was. Oh, yeah. There's there's just so many great parts. Um, I gotta see if there's any other freaking moments. Um, I mean, just the, the movie starts off with like the uh, them yelling at the kid, like "Don't go to college, it's a scam." And the kid's just sitting there, just <laughs> slurping out a slurpee. And I was like, "This is great." But, like that was already right. telling you the tone of like the humor that was gonna be through it. Um, Dude, this uh, it really like as a whole. So. How do I put this? Uh, Cabin in the Woods. You've seen that, right? Yes. I actually just recently that... seen that. Oh, that's one of my favorite horror movies, I'd say. And I could tell where they took a lot of inspiration from Cabin Fever. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Just just blending that kind of humor into it? Or is it like... Yeah, and I mean, just kind of like the beginning storyline. You know, just the five friends going on a field trip. You know, sort of like the same... Yeah. Uh, characters in a way 
I don't, I don't know. I was just oh, like, yeah, this reminds sure. me a lot of Cabin in the Woods. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, definitely. And that and that was a fun movie, too, because it was just like, that's another movie that, like, you see one person's side of the story, but then you see, like, a different person's side of the story and what's going on. And, uh, right. yeah, that was, yeah, that was definitely, that was a really interesting one. That was one that people told me for a minute to watch it. Because, like, it was just another movie, and I heard it was goofy at first, but then, like, years went by, and people just kept mentioning it, and I was like, well, okay, maybe I'll give it a try. And, uh, yeah, that was definitely fun, but going back to Cabin in the Woods, did you, there was a scene where it they show up at the cabin, and it just turns into this montage, you know, this couple's doing this, this couple's doing that, Bert's going to, uh... Mm to go hunt but then uh did you notice like i noticed like the song that was playing was like really catchy uh i don't know if you paid attention to the soundtrack at all i don't think i did so i noticed it was like this catchy like 70s like late 60s like sounding song like a three dog night song or um what is that one song like that red bone song come get your love like that kind of like sounding song and I was like, oh, that's cool. I was, like, what? I was like, let me just say this. And then I was like, okay. What I found out was that it's from the soundtrack from Last House on the left. And there, I think there's another song that's on there. Have you ever seen the original Last House on the left? No, I think I saw the remake a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the remake's okay from what I remember, but that song was so catchy and it was stuck in my head for like a couple days um was that was that song from uh that was in that montage of cabin and, and I, I was so mad it's a okay. 40 second song because it was just used in like an ice cream shop um it was used in the ice cream shop scene in the last house on the left so it's just like a 40 second song and i was like why is this so goddamn catchy and uh <laughs> I'll, I'll have to go back and check out that song. yeah it's just it's just bubblegum pop it was just a feel-good bubblegum pop song, and I was like, damn, I hate, I hate this when this happens, when a song you like is not really a song. I don't know if you've ever had that encounter before. <laughs> right. But, um, yeah, that was definitely it was definitely a fun horror movie that I remember. Yeah. Like I said, just... I've noticed I like a good sense of humor in a, in a comedy movie, or in a horror movie. M- me too, honestly. And I think that's part of the reason why, like, uh, so many like comedians are good at making horror movies like Jordan Peele and it wasn't barbarian by one of the mm-hmm. guys from way kids, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It was just, uh, it was the movie he was writing on. He was just writing with and yeah. And it was, it was freaking crazy. I'll tell you what, <laughs> right. I don't know. Uh, if you haven't seen it, I would recommend watching it completely blind. Okay. <laughs> See, but I, I don't know. I think the thing is it all comes down to timing and comedians have that. And, horror filmmakers have that yeah yeah definitely for sure i mean to be able to add that suspense and i think some of it turns into a writing creativity too because with comedy it it's like it seems kind of harder to make people laugh at times when it comes to writing so if you're able to do that you could probably easily scare somebody just with the horrifying you know story right um i don't know i guess it depends on the person yeah, but uh, oh, there there was one thing I was going to mention. Um, the guy that plays Bert uh, and Officer Winston. This is where I was going with this. They both of those actors play in a movie called Detroit Rock City. Have you ever seen that movie? I have not, but looking up stuff about this movie, I saw that they were both in that. Oh, I'm sorry, uh, Matt. I think your microphone faded out on me. Oh, uh, no, I have not seen that. <laughs> Oh, it is a great nostalgia 70s movie, and it's freaking hilarious. I definitely recommend that. Okay. Uh, it's just about four teenagers in the 70s. Like, if you like Dazed and Confused or that 70s show, definitely watch it. Okay. Um, It's just about four guys in, like, a Kiss cover band, and they're, like, trying to go see Kiss. And uh, just, but it's a road trip comedy movie, and it's it's pretty freaking funny. <laughs> Maybe I'll like uh, I'll double feature that with Cabin Fever next time I watch it. That would be really that could work. 
All right. So that uh, could work because Bird is the guy that plays him is just as funny in Detroit Rock City. So if you love that, yeah, yeah, that would definitely be like a, a good combo. <laughs> right. All right. Um. So I did pull up some trivia. If you want me to go over that about this movie. Yes. Okay. So let's see. Where do I want to start with this? So um. Apparently, while filming a particularly bloody scene, uh, Ryder Strong, who plays Paul, also known as Sean, uh, decided to go for a walk in the woods between takes, and he was covered head to toe in blood. And he happened upon a group of 35 schoolgirls who were on a field trip. Oh, wow. Uh, and apparently, you know, all the girls were started screaming at the sight of just this blood soaked like, dude. Oh, my God. And then they realized he was Sean yeah, from yeah. Meets World. <laughs> I can definitely saw where that story was going. <laughs> They're like, yeah, he said that uh, he made it back to the film crew and decided to never wander <laughs> off between takes again. He was like, yep. Is it because you're in blood? No, it's because of who I am. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, another thing, apparently Peter, ja- Peter Jackson, the uh, director of the Lord of the Rings movies, he, uh, while filming oh, yeah. The Return of the King, he stopped production on the movie three times to screen this movie for the crew because he uh, liked it so much. Oh yeah! Oh, I could definitely see that. Have you ever seen any of his any of his horror movies? I haven't. I knew he started off doing like sort of like B movies and stuff like that. Like horror yeah, movies. Dead Dead Alive is like watch it. It's it's a really great zombie movie. That would probably be in my top ten. Oh, okay. Um, it's just it's a zombie movie, and it's just it's so gory that it's like watching Looney Tunes. And if you want to just talk about it's the bloodiest movie you've ever seen in the way that the gore is done, it's just like it's insane. It's just nonstop at the last half of the movie. It's it's like you're just like, oh my god, how much more of this is it going to happen? And huh. it's it's so it's an amazing movie to watch. Okay, it's such an eye popper, <laughs> like uh, eye appealing. You know, like you don't mean literally. Like there's eyes popping. Actually, yes, that okay. does happen. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so I can totally see where he was just like, oh, yeah, this is going to be great. Right. So uh, the director of the movie, Eli Roth, uh, he originally got the idea for this movie because he was working in Iceland on a horse farm. And he got such a bad skin infection uh, that his face broke out in sores and peeled off when he was shaving. Oh, I yeah, for the shaving scene. Yeah. Yeah, like that was a lot of people go like, Oh, why didn't she freak out until the third time she did it? And it's like, well, she can't really see it until the third time. Oh my god, that scene, dude. <laughs> like I'm not a big gore person. It's the fact that she Yeah, that's and it makes you think about it every time you shave too. I'm just gonna stop shaving. Mountain man. <laughs> Ain't got a fever if I got hair over it. <laughs> exactly. It protects you. Um, how how closely when you watch movies do you pay attention to credits? Uh oh, you know, hardly. Are you talking about like when the credits are rolling? Yeah. Sometimes. Sometimes I do once in a while. Okay. I guess it depends, but not not very often, I don't think. Because I noticed a couple fun things in the credits of this movie. So I don't know why. I always like I, I always watch the credits, but uh was it just like fake names? No, but so uh, the bunny suit, you know, like how they had the bunny suit guy in the hospital. Oh, yeah, that's I do love looking out for shit like that, too. Yeah, once in a while, I'll do that. Just it's like what they name that kind of. Character yeah, as. but so it just said bunny suit. But as the actor, it said, we'll never tell. <laughs> so no idea who was in the bunny suit there. It was William Never Tell. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, and then, God, I forget who they're listed as, but, um, there were two people credited as Shemp and Fake Shemp, which is a, uh, Three Stooges reference. You know, I might have seen that <laughs> now that you mentioned it, because you kind of do look at the credits while, like, the footage is going on in the background. Yeah, especially I've a movie loved, like this. I don't know. Like, where there's actually stuff going on yeah. in the background. Have you have you always loved movies that do that? Like, were you ever a kid and like, oh yes, there's footage at the credits. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like, come on, keep this, <laughs> keep this going, <laughs> keep this bad boy. Woo, it ain't over. <laughs> we're going into overtime. We got we got outtakes. We got bloopers. 
Do you mind if I go off tangent and ask no. what's your favorite? What's your favorite post credit uh, oh, footage? God. Like if you like when I mentioned that, is there any first movies that like pop off into your head? Dodgeball. Dodge. Oh yeah, dodgeball. I was gonna say the first one that came to my mind was like Toy Story two, but yes. yeah, dodgeball is a great With, one. With like the Bugs Life thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was, yeah, yeah, yeah. The caterpillars <laughs> on it, and Buzz just walks by. Yeah, that's great. Oh, yeah. So I just remember uh, Mrs. Potato Head just packing up Mr. Potato Head with all the shit. And uh, that's where I've learned to do my Marge Simpson's voice is through is through that, where she's like, angry eyes <laughs> <laughs> and monkeys. <laughs> it's, just, it's just ongoing shit. Yeah, that's, that's a great post-credits one. Oh, yeah. But, um, I guess, speaking of post-credits, have you seen any of the like sequels or anything to this? Yes, I actually was going to bring that up eventually. Uh, I remember the second one had it came out like oh eight oh nine, because I remember running it about the time that it came out, and I actually just added the third one to my watch later on Tubi not that long ago because I was actually I I I I added it like going I want to watch this just because I'm curious even if it's shitty because I'm like I have a bad feeling about it but I just want to watch it just to see it. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm kind of curious about them, too. I might end up checking them out. I kind of looked at the, like, plot of the second movie, but, yeah. Um, The second one was fun, from what I remember. I remember kind of liking it. If you want to trip back to, like, late 2000s kind of emo era, like, I think those guys are dressed up exactly kind of like that, so it's a good nostalgia trip for that kind of shit. Okay. But uh, it's basically, like, prom night, and then just cabin fever like that's kind of about it there's no i realized when i rewatched this that this cabin you know the first movie kind of has more of an in-depth more kind of meaning kind of more depth to its story you know like talking about how like the you know the disease did less of the killing than like the actual people but like this one it's like oh yeah this is just a gore fest this is the (laughs) kind of movie for that value but Mm -hmm. um is it funny? I don't remember, but I think there is a part I vividly remember where a dude finds out he has it in the least place you would want to have it at. Oh, dude, just spoil it. What is it? Is, oh. it, is it on his yeah. Peter? Yeah, yeah, it's on his Johnson. Okay, and I think they even show it. That's oh that's the I think disturbing part I remember. I was like, whoa! I didn't think they were actually gonna fucking show it. <laughs> uh. So if you're, it, it, it's, I would say you would watch it once and then be good with it. You probably don't need to watch it a second time. Fair enough. We did not talk about how did you feel when you saw the guy walk through the entire house going, I made it. Um, and just, <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, he gets to the house and I'm like, okay, this isn't going to be good. And then he starts going, I made it. I I survived and I'm like, oh, you're fucking dead guy. But I was like, how is he going to die? You know, it's not like, yeah, like for the moment you were just like, yeah, like, you know, yeah. no one's going to like come to life and like scare <laughs> jump and like, or jump scare and like grab him or something. So I was like, how's this going to turn out? And then of course yeah. he just steps outside and gets shot to hell. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, oh, wow. You've seen uh, not a living dead. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was like, dude. Yeah, that that was something that I'm like, I remember just triggering me as a kid. Because the other thing I thought was stupid, too, was when the one dude opens up the door and he says a line before shooting and he just gets shot. And I'm like, <laughs> why did you waste time saying something instead yeah. of shooting the fucking gun? And, like, why <laughs> why did Bert have the gun? And, you know, if the plan was for him to get shot and then yeah. Paul's got the fucking shovel, why didn't Paul have the gun? Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. There. Oh, like, you know what's okay, so there's one thing I I forgot to also ask too. What do you think was in that box? In that Oh, kit? I don't know. The kit? Because I was thinking Yeah, because I was I totally had forgotten about that. And then I go, they never explain what the fuck it was. They really don't, and like none of my little research said anything about it. Like I don't know. 
Because the way the way that it played out was that the one guy, the dad of Dennis, was like, I've already lost one son. I'm not going to lose another. So I thought maybe they had already known about the disease and was like, that's his way of how he lost his son. Right. And so I thought that when he goes, get the gun, get the kit, or I think that's what he says is get yeah, the kit. like that. So when the guys were just walking around with the box, I was like, well, maybe it's a cure. Maybe it's an antidote or something. But, but then it's like when the, when he's staring at uh, Paul or whatever, he just starts reaching for it. So I'm like, is it a gun? Is it a weapon? And I'm like, if it was a gun, why didn't he have it out in the first place? <laughs> yeah. He's just fucking big dude walking around with a little box. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. Yeah. That's like, I, it's like at least when Pulp Fiction people have like had good, interesting theories and shit, but do you think that was the point of this? It's just to have this, just to have people asking. Right. Because, <laughs> like, I know Eli Roth and Tarantino are, like, close. So I'd assume he was a fan of his yeah. before they, like, met. Do you think that's why he did that? Possibly. Or if, like, it was just, like, an L- see, like, there's things in movies that directors put in that they don't, that audiences don't realize that's their way of kind of, like, hooking you into the movie. Because, um... There's a one thing called affiliation or something like that where it's um it's it's like a shot of something to make you feel something um just to make you feel cold or somebody's you know really thirsty and drinking like ice cold water it makes you like connect with the movie a little bit more okay. so I wonder if that was just like a curveball to get you to talk about the movie after you've left the theater or something right um just like it's just like a curveball, just to get people talking. I don't know. That's what. That's my only option. That's the only thing I can think of. Either that, or it was an idea, and then they just said they said screw it and scrapped it, and they just kept it in the cut. Right. <laughs> there was like we can't edit him out. He's already got the box in the shot. Yeah. That's the only thing I can think of. Yeah, I, I didn't even think about that again until you brought it up. Who knows. Just like the guy in the bunny suit, we'll never know. Yeah. Well, at least, like I said about that, at least it seems more sense with the him feeding pancakes. Like, <laughs> that's one of those, like, son in the clown, these kids are dying here. He was, uh, oh, oh, you mean, like, for the name of yeah, who was yeah. in the bunny suit? Yeah, we'll never, we'll never know. It was Patch Adams. Oh. Like, like, no, Robin Williams? Yeah. Wait. Was that yeah. Pat? Was he Patch I didn't Adams? Think about it. Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> There's this thing that uh, there, whenever somebody's trying to come up with like a movie when they can't think of a person's name, like oh god, what is his name? Uh, I usually just shout uh, Patch Adams, and almost nine times out of ten, people get really pissed. <laughs> like it's just <laughs> it, it's become second nature to now shout that name to me. I like and, it. Uh, it's just because somebody did it to me and it threw the biggest curveball at me that I'm like, I'm doing this now. <laughs> well, awesome. <laughs> All right. Um, so I guess let's get to the main question of the show here. Do you think that the song if uh did a good job of capturing this movie's spirit? Um, musically, a little bit. Um, because um I had I had actually re-listened to the song um earlier not that long ago just to kind of remind me of like how it went you know just a little bit of a remembrance right and um yeah it's got that i forgot about the high energy that it has the kind of hype that it has um with the drum and beat and i get a feeling of that because at no point does the movie really slow down it's like if uh it's always jumping um whether it's a comedic scene or a horrifying scene you know, either way, it's going to flip back to keep you going, you know, to keep you through your retention of the movie. Because when I was watching it, I was honestly just thinking about, you know, shutting it off and then watching the rest for the next day. But then it just had so much going on with the next scene that I was like, oh, OK, I'm sitting through it. I'm watching all of it. I only got 30 minutes left of it. <laughs> right. I, I got to be honest. I I did watch this in parts, but I feel like that sort of gave me more time to think about certain scenes and like how I felt. about. Oh them. yeah. 
Yeah, because there were some things I had to pause to write down because I was like, oh, my God, so, many, so much is just happening at once. <laughs> right. I was like, just at that beginning, when, when he steals, like, I mean, just stupid shit. Just like when he's stealing the uh, the bird guys, stealing the Snickers or whatever. Right. And he's like, you, he's like, you have anything to say? He's like, I did it for the nugget or for the nougat. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> um. But yeah, and then I had also, when I was re-listening, I did notice that one of the reoccurring lyrics was Bang Bang. Yeah. And I and I and I thought when I first listened to it, I was like, I was like, yeah, he has the gun and he shoots. Uh or he that he has the gun, but I was like, I don't remember if he shoots anybody. And then I oh. realized, oh yeah, he shoots the hermit. And that's kind of what really spirals the whole thing in the first place. Yeah. Um but yeah, and then I kind of hear more of like the uh, the start of the the teenager's perspective of going into the cabin, and right. yeah, you definitely see. I thought um, Paul's character was more closer to that girl from my memory, and then I realized, oh no, they're not even together in the whole movie. Yeah, so no, like he, I wonder, he's if... just super fucking horny the whole time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, boy. Like I think that uh, I, I try to look back at the lyrics and kind of see in that perspective too. Of just like, all right, coming here to die. Fuck it, it ain't gonna work. Uh, I gotta say, I like having listened to this album so many times. I feel like this might be one of the weaker ones to where like it catches like the spirit mm-hmm. of the movie. Like, I feel like most of the other songs do a better job of it. But I mean, we'll get we'll get into that with other episodes. And uh, I mean, I guess right now it's in first place, but it's also in last place. Right, because I was like, so these you're saying that to movies you haven't seen, yeah, too. I mean, that's true, yeah. But like with the, with the ones that I have seen, I feel like this one doesn't do as good of a job. Like I still love the song, really liked the movie, but I, I feel like they do a better job with other songs that we'll get to eventually. So, in comparison, would you say the movie you like the movie more than the song? Would that be a should that be a common question? I mean, it's kind of hard to compare music and film, you know, like against each other. Yeah. Or not to mention like a four minute song or, you know, a three minute song to like a full right. movie. Cause yeah, no, like I, I love like every single song on this album. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so I, I think that'll be more of your, your list to comprehend throughout the series is which songs you like more and which songs you didn't really enjoy. And I'll do the same with the movies. And then, and as for you, would be uh, what movies you enjoyed more? Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. So far, this might have been... No, Welcome to Horrorwood. That might have been the song so far that I think I've enjoyed the most that I've heard. Okay. Well, I gotta say, uh, I think you'll enjoy the next one a lot. But that's just me. so wait okay hold on i want to do something okay so without even knowing the title of the next song what movie do you think the next song is based on no hints no title nothing um (laughs) i don't know oh well we went cabin fever (laughs) uh i would have to go with the movie because are any of these movies older than cabin fever or are they more like it's to me, Cabin Fever is more think... modern. It's it's the oldest modern. I would I would go. Hold on, let let me see something real quick. Okay. Okay, one second. One second. Give us a moment. One, one second. Just just one second. Cue in some elevator music. Okay, um, I think there is only two other movies that are newer than this. Oh, okay. Okay, so a lot of it's like this or older. So I think pretty much everything else is Okay, older. okay, so that's a good chance. Um, hmm. Dude, there's a big library of movies. There are. Do I get any hint whatsoever? No. Okay. Well, <laughs> you get nothing to go off. Of. 
Well, I would want to go into the slasher realm, but Cabin Fever wasn't technically a slasher movie. But I would like to think that a majority of it is going to be slasher. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just going to go with the big do- the big dogs. I'm going to stick just, I don't know, Friday the 13th. Okay. Well, uh, to all of our listeners out there, tune into the next episode to find out if Austin is right. Uh, 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 <laughs> you're getting there. Is that, how, is that how we should end the show? Just with each of us doing a Tim Allen run? <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> it's like, uh, so it's like a, well, you would have to say a very cliffhangery surprise. Ooh, ooh, here's what we'll do. Okay, this is how we'll end the shows. Uh, you mentioned about maybe doing like a line from a horror movie every episode. Yes. Okay. Do that and I'll follow it up. Okay. Okay. Do you have a line ready? Uh, I do. Okay. Hit me with the line. All right. Um, this random horror movie quote, um, is I kicked ass for the Lord. Oh, That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. This podcast has been brought to you by Very Fair Productions. Uh, That's very fair.